David plays it down the line. Look how that ball stay hit, and Davies is on it. Davies takes it away. 2v1. Davies has Buchanan. Alfonso Davies keeps it himself. Goal! Alfonso Davies. Are you kidding me? An individual piece of brilliance. Sports fans to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersod. Hello and welcome to the Shoot Your Thought podcast. I have chills from that clip. I literally have chills. Incredible. That's like to watch that game. I know it was on at the same time as a lot of other sports were happening that night, but that was the game to watch. Like that was ridiculous. Like being down one nothing, tying it, and then the the clip we just played, Alfonso Davies, probably the most ridiculous sprint I've ever seen. He's so fast. He is so fast. And the way he kept that ball, like the trickery to keep that yeah. ball in bounds. I don't know. I don't. In while going so fast, I was shaking my head because I can only imagine myself trying this. <laughs> and like while sprinting that fast down, to have the finesse, to you know, kind of dribble the ball to yourself to keep it in bounds, and then steady yourself, beat a defender, and put it short side against a goalie. It's not easy. Yeah, I mean, like, 10 times out of 10, I I trip over the ball going that fast. I mean, I I wouldn't be able to go that fast. You would pull Daniel Jones and trip over your own legs. 100%. 100%. I'd have to be in a car to go that fast. And even then, I don't know if I could do that. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, Team Canada beating Panama 4-1. And let me tell you, it's looking good for Team Canada in our World Cup qualifying journey here. That, I think, was the TSN turning point for this team's quest for, you know, World Cup qualifying. And I, they had to they had to have that win. You know, with, you know, the fact that they tied Jamaica in a game they should have won. They've, they've had draws. You know, they've had two wins, two draws so far. So they needed to beat a Panama team who had already three wins. Mm-hmm. And that's what they did. You know, they came out. They were already down 1-0 early. And, you know... Alfonso Davies just put his, put his team on his back. You can never count a team out that has Alfonso Davies on it. You just can't. You know, we were talking about this pre-show, and he's a he's a he's a left back. Yeah. You know, he's not a left back for Team Canada, but you know, on the grand stage, in his you know tournament play and his league play, he is a left back for you know playing in Germany for Bayern Munich, and you know he's only twenty years old, so the future is bright here. 20 or 22? He's 20. 20? Yeah. Yeah, holy crap. He's he that. joined Bayern as an 18-year-old from Vancouver Whitecaps, mm-hmm. which is wild. I remember that. He, uh, it was like unheard of that a Canadian was getting signed by Bayern Munich. And he, he wanted to finish the season in Vancouver um, yeah. because they were the one that you know gave him the opportunity. Um, but yeah. I've yeah. never seen BMO Field that like... That energetic that fired up there's 20 it was over twenty six thousand fans there right i have seen bmo field though i don't know if you've seen it like that though i was at the 2017 mls cup final 
I was know. there, Neil. I don't know. I don't know if you saw it. Did you I see was, the reaction from the crowd? I did see the reaction from the crowd. When that goal was scored? Absolutely, yeah. They were just going nuts. That's unbelievable. Like, they continued cheering for the next five, ten minutes after that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's how good it is right now. They're, I mean, yeah. I don't want to take anything away from this Canadian victory yesterday, but... I was at the 2017 MLS Cup. But that's neither here nor there. We're here to talk about Team Canada right now. You know, that that performance by Davies, his performance so far, Team Canada, let's not forget, they're without two of their top strikers. They're without their captain. And Davies is putting this team on his back. You know, he's playing so well that even after the game, Drake reached out (laughs) to Davies after the game. He's like, yo. I need to I hang gotta, out with you right now. I gotta meet the you know. I gotta meet you right now. I want to meet you. I love that. That's the measuring stick in yeah, Toronto. That's now your measure is, of success. Okay, yeah, we played a good game, guys. But has Drake called any of us? Has Drake texted us? No. Nope. All right, we got to go out there and play better. Apparently, he got a text from Drake, and Drake wanted to meet the team after. You know, Drake being from Toronto, you know, he he's obviously very patriotic on of Canada and loves when success happens for this team but drake is the biggest bandwagon fan that there is 100 percent, 100 percent. do you remember that time that drake once tried to you know practice with the kentucky wildcats and you know joined in on their team meetings went for shoot around like the college basketball team kentucky no i didn't hear about this oh yeah like drake is the funniest person to watch interact with sports at all because I just don't think he's that that athletic and no. You know, for him to call up this team after after their big victory and and want to meet the team, that's really nice, but it's also really funny at the same time. Wow. You know, uh there are comparisons now too even where people are even saying that Alfonso Davies is the Christine Sinclair of men's Canadian soccer. Hey, yeah. And as a 20-year-old, if that is if that holds true, this is a really, you know, great program that we're going to have for many years here. If he's a cornerstone, it's a great cornerstone. He's already one of the best players in Europe. Yeah. You know. Honestly, he's probably the best left back in the world. He is the best left back in the world. Yeah. There's no one better. There's no <laughs> one that can compete with him running and running up and down the the left sides of the field, right? So I don't know. He's a one-man wrecking crew. Let's see what happens here in the next couple games. Yeah, they have a they have a handful of matches in November, and then they have a handful of matches in January, and then I believe March. And then the World Cup, obviously, is next summer in 2022. If Canada makes it to this World Cup, I mean, like, there are teams that enter the World Cup, and you kind of just know that, you know, they're here, and that they've already accomplished their goal to make it here. Yeah. Um, I feel like if Team Canada continues progressing the way that they are, they're they're going to be in the conversation of they they made it here and that's their their end goal. But like, I think they can go a little further. Nobody wants a fucking participation ribbon. Like that's not. No, I I know, I know. That's and I I don't think Davies will stand for that. Now the fact that he's had such success in Germany, I don't think he'll. He was even after the first goal last night or two nights ago against Panama. Like he was lighting his team up like he was chatting with his teammates he was saying okay like this isn't it like we need to tie the game at the very least and we need to go ahead 
he wasn't standing for that. You know, he was kind of, he's not the captain. He doesn't have the captain arm men around him, but he is acting like a 20 year old captain. Yeah. I mean, he's got the most, I'd say the most professional high level experience. I mean, he won the freaking champions league at 19 years old. Yeah. He was lighting it up against Barcelona as a 18, 19 year old. So, I mean, this kid's for real. This team's for real. This country's for real. Wow. <laughs> Put that on a sticker somewhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's not just Alfonso Davies, though. They've got a lot of good players. Richie Larea, Jonathan Osorio, Jonathan David. Um, they've, they, they've got a lot of promise. And these are not older veteran players. These are young and upcoming players. So I feel good about this team um, going forward. Um, and trust me, you're going to want to tune into every qualifying match that they have coming up. Now, is it officially time, Neil? Is it time? I've had a lot of therapy um, <laughs> over the last few months. And I've I've been having therapy since I you know, called I'm, myself I'm hesitant. A fan. I'm hesitant, Josh. Yes. I'm hesitant, but I'm ready. We have ready. to do it. I'm ready. We I'm are, ready to get hurt again. We are a Toronto sports podcast. I. You know what I. I'm like invincible to hurt, you know, like I, you, it'll it'll come and it'll bounce off. I don't think, you know, if the least ever win a Stanley cup, I don't think I will. I might need a few days off work because the tears will just continuously. It's not going to like hit. I'll have no emotion. No, but it, it, yeah, I'm going to need time to like recover. Yeah. Yes. We are talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs who, Returned for their season opener on Wednesday, beating out the Montreal Canadiens. I'm already confused. I am so confused. I've, I don't know. I don't even know if I want to take this team back. You know what I mean? Like, yes, we're home. Yes, we have a full capacity. We have full capacity in the stands. But, like, even watching the game on Wednesday, I was not happy to see these players come back out and step out onto the blue line as they were all getting introduced. I was not happy to see this team score goals. Yeah, I'm happy for certain players. I think William Nylander deserves better. I think John Tavares deserves better. I think Jack Campbell deserves better. But, you know, watching this team, yeah, sure, they won the game. And they, you know, there was the revenge game where they needed to come back and make a statement against the team that eliminated them. Okay, cool. I'm trying. I'm really trying to get pumped up about this Leafs team. I'm really trying. But, you know, I there's only so much you can do after so much disappointment for so long. I just don't I don't think this team is cut out to be considered a contender this year. I after the first two Vegas, games, Vegas disagrees with you. Vegas I, thinks they're they're top favorites. Not the top favorite, but the Maple Leafs. Yeah. After have you seen the first two games? <clears throat> I did watch the first two games. Um and I don't want to make excuses, but Austin Matthews is out. That's Okay. That's not an excuse, it's just a fact. Austin Matthews is out. You um, have you, there are star players that are out for teams in this league and mm-hmm. there's their team still knows how to win without that star player. You know, like, we were just talking about it. Buffalo won 5-1 in their home opener. 
without Jack Eichel. They don't have Jack Eichel. Uh, the Penguins beat uh, the Lightning. No the Sid, opener. no Malkin on that no team. No Sid, no Malkin, yeah. You know, like there, there are star players still out. You know, so I mean, Ottawa won without their star player, their future captain. He did sign, though. He signed, but he didn't play. He didn't play. All I'm saying is the Leafs, in two games in a row, have failed to score the first goal, have come out sluggish, and have looked sloppy. And that is exactly what cost them in the playoffs last year. And here we are seeing the exact same fucking thing. Like, like, what do you want me to say? Like, it is, it, nothing has changed. I'll tell you one thing, though. William Nylander looks really good. I don't care. William Nylander <laughs> can be sent to fucking triple A hockey. No. Not, not even minor league hockey. We just, need to keep him. Uh, but, see, he I, does nothing for our defense. And, like, that's the thing. It'll always be our MO where. He doesn't back check. We, okay, we can put up 49 shots a game. We'll score two goals because all the shots are from the blue line. And then we'll give up three goals on 20 shots because we can't defend and we let guys just go right right to the net. I feel like if, number one, this is a make-it-or-break-it year for... How many make-it-or-break-it years is this for, team going to have? For Soup. For your boy Soup. Okay. For Jack Campbell. This is... He wanted the starting job. The starting job is his. Figure it out. Win the Vesna. He's one of those players that he, I, if I think he doesn't win the Vesna this year. This team's not going anywhere. If he doesn't win the Vesna this year, yeah. that's your standard. You're holding Jack Campbell to. It's Vesna or nothing. It's Vesna or nothing. <laughs> Thank God Mirazek got injured because has less. It's less of a complicated situation now. Yeah, and fair. my boy Hutchinson is back. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, he always finds his way back, man. You can try to bury him. You can try to release him. He will always find his way back. Yeah, because our goalies can't stay healthy and our goalies can't <laughs> stay good. So obviously we're going to have Michael Hutchison in the picture always. Yeah. Because our I goalies also, suck. We Okay, number one, we need... Okay, maybe not Vesna play, but we need stellar top-tier goalie play by Jack Campbell, which we saw for a lot of last year. You know, not towards the end of the year, but like a lot of last year. Mm-hmm. We need Rasmus Sandin to step up. This is his year. You know, if he can start to manage and, and like really quarterback that power play, the power play is suffering. You know, it, it suffered for most of last year. Morgan Riley can't do it himself. So Sandin needs to step up. Their second line needs to be more consistent. You know, we need to see Tavares. Once Matthews is back, we need to see Tavares and Nylander really start to play well. You know, like Tavares is going to play well regardless, but there's just too much moving around. There's too much line shifting. The defense, the back end, you know, it's it's makeshift. Peter Engvall, like, what are you doing? Like, I, I watched him in that game against Montreal, and it, it was, you know, he was on the ice for the final minute of the game, and he, he missed an empty net goal. Mm-hmm. Then he had a chance to really like skate down the ice with the puck. He iced the puck, which left him on the ice for the next shift. And then Montreal almost scored with like 20 seconds left. They had like four shots on Cole in the last 20 seconds when he could have just scored an he, empty net. He had a decent game though. I'll give him that. He he scored the he he scored the first goal, right? He did. He did, yeah. He did score the first goal. Yeah. Um he had yeah, yeah, terrible garbage time play. Um, but like, I don't think you can look at any one player besides Newlander on this team and say, oh, they're doing well. 
Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're going to be the ones to carry this team through. Yeah. That, that playoffs was not that long ago. You know what I mean? With the, with the season, um, you know, structured the way it was last season and the playoff format going, like, into the summer, the, the playoffs weren't that long ago. So this devastation, do you think these players are over? Like, do you think they're actually recovered from, like, yeah, they're, yet another... they're professionals. They're also, they have like... To, they have to. They're also, like, 20 years old. Yeah, but at the end of the day, they this isn't the first time this has happened. And it's not going to be the last. <laughs> if anything, they should be playing hungrier. They should be playing with more fire. Like, when you when your girlfriend dumps your ass, what do you do? Do you sulk and be like, oh, my... You go I mean, on a, yes, you yes, go on I a, do. <laughs> you go on a date. No, then, I sulk. And then throughout the entire day, you're just like, "Oh, my girlfriend broke up with me nine months ago." Or do you That's go me. to the gym, work out, get in the best shape of your life? You know, like just go on a date, crush the date. It's and a, then it's a little combination of the two. I cry at the gym, and then I cry on future dates. It's a combination. It's a healthy combination. I find it. I find a nice balance. Your tear ducts must fucking have a great workout. Well, yeah, I'm a fucking Leafs fan, Neil. Of yeah. course. I remember when the Leafs got eliminated this past playoffs because you have to specify. Um, I went on an Instagram rant about how we just need to stop caring about this team and maybe they'll. Like, no matter what the Leafs do, no matter what this franchise does, it just came out the other day that they're the most expensive franchise in the NHL worth $2 billion. This Leafs team is worth $2 billion. No matter what they do, no matter how bad they are, they're going to have diehard fans. They're going to have fans that fill the seats. They're going to have fucking lame-ass corporate assholes fill those seats regardless if the fans don't show up or do. Who show up in their suits and have no idea what the fuck is going on. That's neither here nor there. They're going to have people that will always buy their merchandise, will always pay for tickets. Like, they're never going to sell out. So, in my Instagram rant, I suggested, collectively, we stop caring about this team. I'm looking at a few uh, comments um, from the game last night. Mm-hmm. And they're not good. Like from the, the comments sense. from who? From fans, from Leafs fans. And one notable uh, topic that came up was the signing of Nick Ritchie mm-hmm. for the Leafs this season. And he's playing a pretty prominent role with the Leafs, playing with John Tavares and Mitch Marner on the top line right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the fact that he isn't making a significant impact and it hasn't been seen in the first two games. Uh, one person commented, Richie not making a significant impact? That's hilarious. Roll some tape from his time with the Bruins. It's the same old bullshit. Yeah, I was not excited about the Nick Richie signing. No, who, like that was such an under... Like, I think everyone amplified how good a signing that was because it's not that great a signing. It's not. And the Leafs do this thing, like Kyle Dubas, I, I do respect Kyle Dubas, but he does this thing where he goes and he gets players at a discount when they're bad players. Or playing poorly. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, Kyle Dubas got such a discount on this player. um, Such a steal. But, like, what kind of player do you think we're getting here in Nick Ritchie? Nick Ritchie was basically irrelevant on the Boston Bruins. And we went, yeah, sure, we got him at a discount. 
But what's he going to do for us? The same shit he was doing for Boston. Pretty much nothing. Yeah, I also, you know, Tavares had a critical penalty last night in the final minute. Questionable call. It was a hooking call. Um, He's being paid $11 million this year. And he's playing on the second line. And he's not really... Yeah, he had a very significant injury last year in the playoffs. But, like, in terms of impact, have you seen much of an impact from Tavares since coming to Toronto? Have you, have you seen the former Islander game-changer-type performance that you used to see with him in New York? Uh, I, have, I have yet to see that from him. You know, he's slowly going under the radar. They'll be up, like, 5-2, and he'll get a goal here and there. You know what? Yes, but, yes and no. He didn't have an Austin Matthews-like player to overshadow him on New York Islanders. But the closest thing was probably Matthew Barzal. Like, yeah. he, he doesn't have to play the same role he did in New York on the Leafs. He doesn't have to be that prolific goal scorer. He has to be that workhorse here that, you know, plays center, four checks, back checks, paychecks. He needs to be that player that, you know, does not let anything go past him, but he also needs to be that player that leads the charge going into the He came zone. into the league as a prolific goal scorer, though. He did, but he doesn't need to be on the Leafs. Sure, that'd be great <laughs> if we had him as a, as a prolific goal scorer. When you it's... only score two goals against Ottawa, you kind of have to be, though. Well, yeah, sure. When we don't have an Austin Matthews right now, we need to have that prolific goal scorer. Um, but it's just like, you know, certain players' roles change. Do you remember when Nazem Kadri had his complete role change on the Leafs? He went from being that guy that's always in front of the net and always scoring to that shutdown guy that you match up with the top player on the opposing team to just shut them down. When they played the Oilers, they had Nazem Kadri follow around Connor McDavid like a little puppy and just shut him down at every possible turn. Yeah. So like, I mean, Tavares's role changed when he came from New York to Toronto. And that's just the nature of the difference of the teams. But no, he hasn't had the same impact. He's had an impact in a different way. Um, he's a very... I trust him on the ice. When he's on the ice, I trust him. He's not going to slip up like a Mitch Marner would by throwing the puck over the boards for no apparent reason in a playoff game. Well, I'm glad you said that because he earned himself a costly penalty when the Leafs were in comeback mode last night, scoring two goals in the third and potentially close to tying it up. But you said it was a questionable call. It was a questionable Mm -hmm. call, but a call nonetheless. Yeah, every player is going to mess up at some points, but... When we need him to, he doesn't, generally. Well, I'm hoping he has a maker, like a former Islander-style scoring year this year because he is on my fantasy team. I saw that you picked him. I picked up William Nylander, and I've been pretty happy about that, I will say. Um, but, yeah, no, I going forward, I don't know what the identity of this, this Leafs team is, but um, I guess we'll find out. All right, so, you know, Leafs having their season opener this past Wednesday. Fast forward the schedule to uh, one week later. The Toronto Raptors will have their, brown, brown, home, brown. their home opener, their season All opener. All of the lights. 
I'm trying to hype you up, Neil. Go ahead. Are you acapelling right now? Yes. Yeah. Beatboxing? Absolutely. The uh, Toronto anyways. Raptors, who for, you know, almost a year and a half, having played all of their home games in Central Florida, have now been relocated back home where they belong to Toronto, Canada, to play their home opener in front of a sold-out Scotiabank Centre. It's going to be fantastic. I feel like this year is. You just call it the Scotiabank Center. Scotiabank Arena. The Scotiabank. You can't just make up names just because you want it to be the Air Canada Center again, <laughs> Neil. Scotiabank. Just... Slowly transitioning <laughs> back to the Air Canada. Scotiabank Sky Dome. Scotiabank <laughs> Stadium. Scotiabank Place. You know, it's it's one of those. Who knows? The L Scotiabank. The L Scotiabank. They're back home. Uh, this year is going to be an interesting year for the Raptors, you know, and the fact that they're playing without someone who has played with them for many, many years in Kyle Lowry. Um, this shouldn't be much of a surprise for the Raptors because they did much of that last season without Kyle Lowry anyways. I think, you know, this is going to be a very interesting year because they're in a transition period, you know, the changing of the guard, so to speak, for the Raptors. Coming back home, I think they're, you're, you're going to see a lot of you know, new out of this team that you might not have seen before. You're going to see a lot of athleticism. You're going to see a lot of youth. You're going to see a lot of probably sloppy plays, you know, as a learning period is sure to be expected. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I'll talk about what I think this, this season is going to look like, what to look out for. I want to hear but your thoughts, and then I have thoughts as well. You want to hear mine first? I do. I feel like this this Raptor team is going to surprise a lot of of people, a lot of analysts, a lot in of a fans. Good way. In a good way. Okay. Okay. Good. I feel like you know having a dynamic player such as Fred Van Vliet now without being in the shadow of Kyle Lowry, you know it's now his team to run, and you know we've seen a, a solid, if not great two-way player in Fred Van Vliet and I feel like he is going to take another step forward this year if he can stay healthy you know having a lot of weapons at his disposal having a backup who you know has done it before you know having you know a coaching staff that believes in him I feel like this he should be in the running for MVP this year in Fred Van Vliet I feel like he's going to average probably 20 to 25 points probably 10 assists a game. He's going to play 38 minutes a game. He's going to be a better version of Kyle Lowry. So that's my opinion. I feel like this team overall, you know, with young pieces, Watanabe, I think is going to take a step forward this year on the second unit. I feel like Scotty Barnes is going to make Pascal Siakam expendable by the end of the year. You think Scotty Barnes is going to make Spicy P expendable? I think Spicy P is already expendable if they can find a right deal really? for it. 100%. I disagree. I feel like with the ego of Spicy P going up, that doesn't bode well for this team and what I, they're going for. I don't think it's an ego. They, I don't. Keep in mind, they play the same position. And I don't think that he was drafted on we purpose, had, you know, or no. by accident. I no, feel no, no, like no. there is. They're not trying to weed out Pascal Siakam. I don't know. They don't played know. with two point guards for most of the year last year. You can't play on with the two same, point guards. You could. You can put Spicy P at, at center, but no, you I mean, it might. You've got Ken Birch at center. That's what I mean. Where are you going to play all three of them? Because you have to give Scotty Barnes starting. Small forward and a power forward. 
done. Yeah, you can play big. You he's go. got a lot of length. He's keep in mind, Scotty Barnes plays really well with the ball in his hands as well, too. Which is why I feel like he and Fred Van Vliet will make a great tandem. Mm-hmm. Um, I also feel like OG is an all in an all star this year. Takes another step forward. There's even gonna be more. a lot of a lot of competition for every position on the court. OG I think there's they're they're really, really good at every position right now. Mm-hmm. They're stacked at every position. I feel like, you know, even having a guy like Malachi Flynn, who is probably every every single uh, person on this team, one thing that the Raptors are really good at is player development and putting players into positions that they can succeed. Yeah. And that's why I feel like every one of these young players is going to get minutes and they're going to take steps forward. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be one of the best young teams in the East, at least. So, so at minimum, I feel like they finish sixth. I don't think they finish top four, not with the stacked teams in the East, like Brooklyn, Chicago, Miami, Milwaukee. Like there are some stacked teams in the East, but like we'll see if they can finish top six. They're, they're, I made a bet with someone because someone asked me recently... Uh, where do you think the Raptors are going to finish this season? Yeah. And I said top six. I legit said top six. Did you? And he's like, no way. He's like, all right, I got to bet you right now, 100 bucks, 100 bucks. I'm like, fine, 100 bucks. He's like, okay. And he got it on video because he, he, he didn't believe that the Raptors were going to make top six. He got it on video. Okay. You know who this person is. I'll tell you about who they are after the show. But uh, we, we, he got it on video so that he had proof of me saying the Raptors are going to make top six. That's not a stretch. That's, that's very realistic. Uh, my opinion on this Raptors team does not differ from exactly what you just said. Yes, it was sad losing Kyle Lowry. That's, that's, you know, that's a point in and of itself. That it was, it was very sad losing Kyle Lowry. However, Fred Van Vliet has worked with Kyle Lowry and has been learning from him and learning under him for a very long time now. And it's Kyle Lowry has, has been great for Toronto, but Van Vliet has been ready to step into that primary point guard role for about a year now. And now that Kyle Lowry, you know, has moved on to the Miami Heat, this team belongs to Fred Van Vliet. He knows how to control this floor and he can do it the entire game as opposed to just sharing the time with uh, with Kyle Lowry. Yeah, I mean, like we're going to see a lot of excitement come out of this team. You know, the, I, th- I feel like the move where, you know, like um, moving on from Kyle Lowry was needed for this team. Mm. And for them to take the next step, they had to say goodbye to Kyle because the focus can't be on him anymore. The focus has to be on the young the young players. Exactly. There's right? so many. And the age difference between, like, even Gary Trent Jr., who we just got last year. He's going to play the two. Yeah. I mean, that he, I think he's a perfect complement for a guy like Fred. Yeah. Right? Because he's a scorer. Fred's not a natural scorer. Having a scorer in the guard, in the backfield, in the backcourt with Fred is only going to help Fred. You know, so this Wednesday, we're going to see next week. We'll talk about what to expect uh, in terms of the starting lineup and what we can see for the first week coming up. Also, side note, I know I told you this already, but um, 
I ran into Scotty Barnes the other day. Scotty! I did. And that was literally <laughs> the only thing I said. Because I was walking my dog, um, and I was going to the LCBO. He was coming out of the LCBO, walking to the building that was right next to mine. Yeah. So, like, I'm neighbors with Scotty Barnes, which is pretty fucking cool. But I saw him, and he had his mask on. Um, and I kind of, like, kept walking. And then I was like, wait a minute. That's fucking Scotty Barnes. And I looked at him and he made eye contact with me and I was like, Scotty Barnes. <laughs> and that's literally the only thing I said. And then he looked at me and like pointed at me and nodded his head. So, I mean, like we're, we're one step closer to um, being roommates. So get him on the podcast. I got to, I, I literally got to get him on here. Scotty, if you're listening, get your ass over here. Yeah. We I'll need shoot you. you. I'll shoot you a link. I need some, I need some Raptors info. I'm just going to get a bunch of stickers uh, that like for our podcast and just post them all over that area yeah. until he sees it and follows us. And that's perfect. Yeah. Um, should we move on? Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about NFL. All right. So first thing I want to talk about is what everyone else in the fantasy or in the NFL world is talking about right now. And the, you know, the sudden departure of John Gruden Mm -hmm. and everything happening to John Gruden this week because of these series of emails coming out of Washington from, you know, the early 2010s. Um, so, I mean, like, this is a really interesting situation because it's kind of taking down a lot of people right now. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to continue to take down a lot of people. It's going to continue to take down. Everyone who sent an email within, within that organization in the early 2010s, so over the last, like, maybe 10, 12 years, is sweating right now, you know, yep. because the end could be near for them. And John Gruden is just the first domino to fall, I feel. I feel like there's going to be more coming out of this. It's going to be more backlash. It's going to this is cancel season, right? Like everyone's getting canceled nowadays. So for good mean, reason. John Gruden's offside comments about racism, about gender, about inequality, about you know, women, about He made comments about female refs. He made Yeah, comments. like there's there's absolutely no place for that anywhere. And you know, like I saw this meme where it was Antonio Brown and it said maybe Antonio Brown was right this entire time about the Steelers and Juju about the uh, then Oakland Raiders and John Gruden. You know, like maybe he wasn't crazy, which is a joke because he was fucking crazy and he is crazy. They're both crazy. Yeah. Antonio Brown is the craziest human I've ever seen in my entire life. He's a fucking psychopath. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, no, they're, and Derek Carr has even come out and said, um, I I think we should start looking into the emails of every single coach in the NFL. He came out and said that right after John Gruden was, uh, what, right after John Gruden resigned. I mean, John Gruden went from TV analyst to coach. I think John Gruden is, it, I'm glad he's being exposed as a fraud because he is a fraud. That's exactly what he is. He is. He's not just a fraud, though. He's a piece of shit. Like, let's not. Yeah. Let's not take that away. The fact that he's a horrible human being. He's a fraud, yes. But like, more importantly, he's a horrible human being, and there's no place in the NFL or the, anywhere for that. 
This is what he went out and said. The Vegas Raiders actually on October 11th, so four days ago on Monday, they came out and they said um, on their Twitter feed, quote, this is from John Gruden. I have resigned as head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. I love the Raiders. Do not want to be a distraction. Thank you to all the players, coaches, staff, and fans of Raider Nation. I'm sorry I never meant to hurt anyone. John Gruden. Wow, that was a heartfelt little little tidbit there. Thanks, the, Johnny. The last part of it, just the I never meant to hurt anyone. You're just so ignorant. You're so... That's the entire point of this. Yeah. I never meant to hurt anyone. The only people who mean to hurt people with their hatred are the one who cultivated it into their own brand. You know, kind of if, if they're like sending emails is like the biggest form of that. You know, it's like starting a rumor. Yeah. And and only sending an email to someone about it. It's not like you don't have those thoughts in your head. It's not like you don't mean to do that. You're the one doing it. You're only sorry because you're getting caught. That's it. You know, like the only reason you're apologizing, it's not because it's not your it's not what you truly believe. Yeah. It's exactly. because you got caught and because it's, you know, something because that people isn't... found out about the shit that you were saying. And you're like, "Oh, yeah. I didn't mean to hurt you." But like that's that's not the point. The the point is like you're saying the these words and these these words are in your vocabulary. These thoughts are in your brain. Like these are the this is the lens that you're looking through. And so that just needs to be changed. And if you're still not changing, if you're not open to progression, then yeah. get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's it's good that John Gruden's out of the NFL now. Um the fact, well, it, in that case, like we actually need more small-minded bigots who are in some form of leadership out of those positions. Yeah. You know, so it's, you know, it, it sucks. We got the president of the United States out. Yeah, exactly, right? Like it sucks that Vegas allowed him to have some sort of dignity and even posted that on their, yeah, on their, you know, social, on Twitter. But instead of actually having the guts to fire him themselves, they let him walk let on him his own resign. terms and have that dignity. And the fact of the matter is John Gruden damaged that franchise. John Gruden damaged their reputation. John Gruden damaged dozens of players who, you know, look up to him and like, and listen to him on that team, find out that they were being led by a snake, mm -hmm. you know, and, He's never going to have a saving grace in football again. He like he's, we he's will done. never see the name John Gruden again. It's gone to now. It's gone to lengths where he's being removed from Madden, mm -hmm. the NFL game, mm -hmm. video game. He's being removed by the Ring of Honor they, in Tampa, Tampa Bay. Tampa removed him from the Ring of Honor, yeah. and rightfully so. I mean, like, get rid of this guy. There's no place for any of this. Not only in football, but in society. Like, we don't need this in our society right now. Literally, like, I'd say, like, that's my two you, cents. No, that's 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 great. If you were to, if we could remove him from like all social media platforms, like, just literally let him live out the rest of his life in solitude yeah. with whatever his family is. Just like, if you have, if you're that small minded, um, just stay away from society as yeah. much as you can. Sure, live out the rest of your life on your own, but stay away from the society that's trying to progress forward and be inclusive. Yeah. You know? So I think they should start looking into other, 
other coaches' emails. Um, I don't know how, I mean, I don't know how they can, they would need warrants to do that. They can't just go in and start scanning emails. No, right? I know, but the reason they, they were able to look into John Gruden's is because the Washington football team is under investigation right now. And so John Gruden's emails between himself and the Washington football team um, were under investigation. Mm-hmm. So that's why they, they were leaked. All right, let's, uh, should we move on? Let's move on. We're going to provide you, as we usually do, with two fantasy pickups each on the week. Going into week six here, if you are having a tough time, you've probably started out your your league one and four, maybe 0 and 5, hopefully not 0 and 5. <laughs> Let's just talk about the fact that you and I are losing credibility week by week. I'm because... only losing, I'm not losing any credibility. I, I was telling you this before the show, I've had close to 10,000 points put up on me already 1000 10000 sorry 1000 points <laughs> i was going to say one yeah, 10, close 000 to a, close to 1000 points put up in 4 weeks yeah. in 5 weeks that's a that's an average mm-hmm. of of 200 points a week which is crazy yeah, everyone, if, if you want to have a good week, if your fantasy team wants to have a good week, just go up against Yeah, Neil. if you're having a tough time, you know, let's schedule a, a <laughs> just head-to-head battle here yeah. in fantasy. Um, but we, you and I are not having great luck. That's okay. We'll turn it around. You can start your... I'm here to say safely, you can start your league 0-4, 0-5, and you can still make playoffs, and you can, you can still, still win. Come back and win it all. So in no way, shape, or form should you be considering you know, giving up and you know, calling it a year because that's not how it goes. Mm-hmm. Fantasy is one of those evil games that you know, can go very well for a long time and then very poorly for a long while. But I tell you what. It will the the means will come to an end, right? So, we had a you and I had a conversation last Sunday. We were just like, I fucking hate fantasy football so much. <laughs> it's the fucking worst. It's like golf, right? Like you have a first, you have a first few couple good holes, and then you think you're great at golf, and then it just complete meltdown it after all like melts down. Off. Yeah, and then you hate it. You rage quit. Go home. Break your clubs. <laughs> Yeah. And then you're back at the course the next day, right? So, I mean, that's how it goes. That's how fantasy football is. You have bad weeks. You have good weeks. Mm-hmm. You clean, you wash your hands, and then you go to the next week. But Josh that's and I are sitting here at one and four in our, in our you know, our league of record. We're but one we're going to turn it around. We're going to turn it around starting starting this week. Starting this, I have a lot of injuries, but I'm going to try and turn it Let's around. Let's hear who you got picking. Who are you picking up this week? Let's go on. Who should, who should the listeners be picking up this week? Um, I th- Okay, so my first one, um, I picked up a while ago. I, I spent uh, my waiver priority on this player. Uh, they didn't have a great game. I dropped them. The reason I picked them up was because they were a backup running back. Um, and the starting running back is one of the best running backs in the league, and they rely heavily on the running back this team does. Um, and I'm talking about Chuba Hubbard, the running back for the Carolina Panthers. Christian McCaffrey is back to not practicing. He was on track to return, and then he had a DNP, which is a do not practice, mm-hmm. um, or do not participate, however you want to say it. Uh, but uh, Christian McCaffrey is on pace to not play this Sunday. 
And Chuba Hubbard is the backup guy. He had a great week last week. Um, he's getting the attempts that Christian McCaffrey was getting. And he's playing a Minnesota Vikings team um, that's not great. Their, their defense is not what it used to be. Um, they're really good at defending through the air. So I think Carolina is going to have to use a lot of ground game. And that is going to mean relying heavily on Chuba Hubbard. So that is my first pickup of the week. It's a good pickup. I feel like, you know, with how many injuries are being reported on the daily, you always have to stay active on the waivers. And this is why I always say leagues are never won in the draft. Mm-hmm. They're never because of all of these injuries, because of all these, poor, like even poor performances. You know, people, these teams pivot. You have to be able to pivot in your leagues, check your waiver wires. You need to be quick to pick these players up as well. So. I feel like Chuba Hubbard's a great pickup. Even if Christian McCaffrey comes back, I wouldn't drop Chuba Hubbard. Mm-hmm. You know, I would keep him because of the fact that, you know, having a hamstring injury, there's huge risk re-injury. of re-injury. Yep. Um, there's also a pandemic happening right now. So What? Pandemic. Really? COVID-19 scares. We're seeing it happen more and more again. This is why, which segues right into my new pickup of the week let's hear it as i had another player here it was damian williams but he now has covid and he's is in the, the protocol the COVID. so i'm going with a guy named khalil herbert khalil herbert is my pickup of the week mm-hmm. he's the last man standing in chicago after the david montgomery injury so we have d d monty down we have damian williams down who the fuck knows who else is on that team that's at, that's healthy? We're going with a guy who had 18 touches last week for 75 yards, was involved in the passing game, Khalil Herbert. He's only owned in 55% of leagues. After increasing by 36 this past week, he might still be available. Go get him. And he literally is the last person, the last running back on that team. The last. So the opportunities are very much going to be there for him. Uh, my second pickup of the week um, is a player that has surprised a lot of people. Um, he wasn't supposed to be the starting quarterback on the team. What? <laughs> I'm surprised. But uh, you, yeah, that was a good surprise. Uh, he wasn't supposed to be the starting quarterback coming into the season, um, but he's been lighting it up since he got the starting job, and that is Taylor Heineke. Pass me Heineken because that guy's on fire. He is on fire. And he's playing a Kansas City defense, which is not that great. Can't stop anyone. They literally, they're they're just not good. Yeah. They're And this is one of the reasons why I'm like, is Kansas City going to make it back to the Super Bowl? Probably not. Like, looking at like what the Bills were able to do to them last week, like, they're just, I don't know. They're not the same team. They're not the same defense. And Taylor Heineke has um, a lot of opportunity in front of him. It's probably going to be a shootout this game between Kansas City and Washington. Um, so Taylor Heineke is going to have to throw the ball a lot against a defense that's not great. So Taylor Heineke, if you're in need of a quarterback, um, you don't even have to just stream him. You can hold on to him. You can pick him up and hold on to him. I like that. Yeah. My final pickup of the week, breaking news as of an hour ago, right before don't we... Say it. Don't even right, say it. Right before we started the show. Don't even say it. Pickup of the week. Ugh. If you're looking for a tight end, his name is Zacherts. Dallas Goddard. His name is Zacherts. 
Breaking Zach- news out of out of this morning is the Arizona Cardinals, the first place Arizona Cardinals, who suffered a season-ending injury to their tight end, Max Williams, have now gone out and traded for Zach Ertz from the Philadelphia Eagles. The only catch here is Zach Ertz played last night, so he might not be immediately available in your leagues. But if he is, he's only 58% rostered. You'd better put in a waiver claim for him because he is going to be a top five tight end moving forward. I was going to suggest staying away from Zach Ertz. I don't think he's going to slot in as the number one tight end. There is no other tight end there. But they're. What do you mean he's not going to slot in as a tight end? tight end? I don't know who it is, but they're, they're. Zach Ertz is not a player that you can just slot in for an easy, you know, ten fantasy points. Okay, let me he's ask you. He's got a very this. low floor. Let me paint you a picture here. Paint that if picture. Zach, if Travis Kelsey went down, <clears throat> yes, and the Kansas City Chiefs went out and signed Zach Ertz or traded for Zach Ertz, would he be then? In your mind. Travis Kelsey is a very different player than the we're tight not, end. We're not saying he needs to be Travis Kelsey, but we're saying playing with Mahomes gives him that benefit. Yeah, 100%. Right? Like, mm-hmm. if if Travis Kelsey went to play for, I don't know, the New York Giants, would he have as much success? Definitely not. No. Right? So that's it, it has a factor of the quarterback play. Kyler Murray... This season has been a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes in However, every aspect. He's been a better quarterback than any other quarterback in every aspect. Yeah. So would you not say? Would you not say that Zach Ertz is going to have success with that quarterback? I think he will eventually. I don't think he's going to slot in as a tight end one immediately. Look at the top. I would rather pick up Dallas Goddard. Look at the top quarterbacks in this league. Tom Brady mm-hmm. has Gronk when healthy. Okay, but Tom, Josh Tom Allen. Brady and Gronk have like their own like thing going on. They can communicate telepathically. Josh Allen, you know, has Dawson Knox now. Since week fifteen last year, they've had the third most touchdowns at tandem mm-hmm. in the league. Dawson Knox and Josh Allen. They've had eight touchdowns. So that's Josh, that's that connection. You know, you look at Mark Andrews in Baltimore with Lamar. That's a great connection there. Mm-hmm. All the top quarterbacks have a top tight end. Kyler Murray. Darren Waller and Derek Carr. Okay, Darren Waller is force-fed. There is no wide receivers on that team. He is the wide receiver on that he team. He is the wide receiver on that team. But what I'm saying is all the top quarterbacks in this league have a top tight end. So Kyler Murray is going to, whether you like it or not, Zach Ertz is going to be a force to be reckoned with on that team. I guess we'll see. Um, it's a good pickup. I, I don't disagree, but I also don't agree. I'm sitting in the middle. I'm sitting on the fence. Well, we shoot our thoughts here on the podcast. Sitting on the fence there. This is a shoot your thought podcast. Uh, your thoughts are incorrect, sir. Thoughts are thoughts. <laughs> We're shooting them. Uh, that is our show for today, for this week. Uh, next week, we are going to answer questions from from you our listeners we're going to post on our social i know we talked about it before but we're actually going to do it this time uh we're going to answer some questions but uh thank you guys so much for listening peace out thank you for listening to another episode of the shoot your thought podcast 